0: Thank you for joining us for another rounding, row, rousing, round, rouse, fuck it. Another round of Dungeons & Dragons. I am, as always, your Dungeon Master, Kenny. With me is a stable, members of uh, four players of the party, and we will be expecting our bard later on this evening. Starting with our rogue.
1: That is uh, Devon, playing Furung. Our artificer. Uh, that's Dylan, playing Boomer. Our fighter.
0: Our fighter is AFK. Uh, Our warlock.
1: Hi, uh, that's Jesse, and I'm playing Valentis the Drago Warlock. And is our fighter back? Uh, That would be Jeff playing Garen, who didn't have his (laughs) microphone as muted. (laughs) Alright,
0: so as I mentioned, we're expecting our bard uh, later on, and we'll introduce him when he arrives. So, last left off, our in-person session... Uh, that, as out of the time of this recording, I have still not uh, edited because it is a fucking shit show. Um, <laughs>
1: fun. <laughs> that con- very fun. That man. Oh, it was oh, yeah. amazing.
0: Very, very fun, but a shit show to, to be sure. Uh, I believe we left off with the party um, making uh, ready to go to bed for the evening after their board and food had been white washed away uh, as an expense by the mayor of the town after they performed a rescue service. To that town. Is that our bard? Uh, It is. Uh, yeah. Hello. Alright, this is our bard. Introducing himself.
1: Uh, hi. My name's Austin, and I'll be playing L.
0: Okay, so. You literally only missed the introduction, and that we had just left off at you guys about to call it a night when... Uh, you realized after you after you've been partying with one of the uh, the bandits that you had been brawling with only earlier that day. <clears throat> Was there any actions that you wanted to do before we wrapped it up for the night?
1: Um, if they're going that hard, Garen's probably sleeping in the in the common room, unless someone's dragging him to the bed. So no, not for Garen. Alright. Not not I don't think any of us and drag your seven foot ass up a
0: uh, budget. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Anyway, you guys have a mostly restful uh, night. And in the next morning, you are uh, you guys had a guy, didn't you? Yes. yes. Yep. Does anyone remember his name? Because <laughs> I think I think I do. Uh,
1: Duren something. Yeah. Was it it's not Tordok. Sure it is. Of course it is. It's tor-dock. No no no.
0: Um, that was someone else.
1: Yeah, that was the that was the Bugbear guy. Yeah.
0: No, the Bugbear was Burgok. Uh
1: Burger-gonk. I'm pretty sure is actually sounding pretty so like I think Tordok was the one outside that was trying to shake us down. Mm. I left my notes at home.
0: Well I didn't write it down, so who cares? Um, all right. <laughs> but you guys did have a guide, right?
1: Yep. Yeah. All right, calling. so.
0: <laughs> so he is going to be ready for you all at the stable where which you had stabled your Sanskrit lizards, and you guys have known, uh, have learned recently that the Fire Giant's Keep is where the, uh, Fire Crystal is at this time.
1: Yep. Yes.
0: Yeah. So... What do you do? Uh,
1: I say we fill our water cans and uh, head out. Start heading for this crystal. Uh, Garen would barely manage to uh, put his belongings together and would be sitting very unhappily in the seat of the wagon looking for all the world like he wants to be, not sitting in a wagon in the desert sun. As you do. Uh, Despite the heat, Valen will have his hood up and drunk, pulled down as far as it can go over his face, and is um, just marching around trying to find uh, water for his water skins.
0: Well, bear in mind there was that fountain in the middle of town, so you guys could very easily refuel any uh, emptied
1: containers. Yeah, okay, well, that's, that's where he's at all right, so
0: it's uh, mid-morning, and your guide urges that you get on the road.
1: Yeah, uh, yeah, that sounds good to me. All right. Yep, perfect. He refreshes with you as you
0: all leave town. So we're heading towards the Fire Giant's Keep, is that right?
1: Yes. Yes. Mm-hmm. Oh, six.
0: Well, we could get there in about a solid week of travel. And we will make one pit stop at an oasis along the way, I think.
1: Okay. We have provisions for that, right? uh, yeah. Pretty sure yeah, we've we got. uh Let me pull up my hands because I you think guys, we have about...
0: You guys have enough food and water to feed a small army for a month.
1: Yeah, right. we, we each brought like... Yeah, we still at, have, we we're still have like 170 rations. Yeah, we're good.
0: So, you all travel through the desert for a day. And it is completely uneventful. Who takes watch that night?
1: Well, since everyone's hungover, over, I'll do the first round of uh watch. I stayed up all night with Mr. Dwarf guy last night, so he's well two nights ago, so he totally done that. he's done his shift. Uh Boomer will do uh, the second shift. Okay. Um, getting a little bit of sleep earlier on in the night. Valen will take the third. Darren's okay. useless today. Sure. Second day of travel.
0: <laughs> so you all travel a solid half of the day. It is in the hottest of the hot of the day. Near the, I mean, on you're heading towards the middle of the fucking desert. Uh, it probably doesn't get much hotter. Anywhere in the world than it does here today. Bell um, complains loudly. Okay, everyone, make a survival <laughs> check or a Constitution saving throw. Uh, uh
1: that's a seventeen for Boomer. 17 13 for, for, hold, 13 for hold, Garen. Hold on,
0: one at a time. 17 for what? Uh, Boomer, Constitution Saving Throw. Alright, uh, Constitution Saving Throw, okay. And what was that for Garen?
1: A, uh 13. 13. Constitution Saving Throw. Constitution Saving Throw. Anyone else? Uh, uh 10, 10 for survival. Uh, 10 for Constitution Saving Throw for uh, Valon.
0: And what was... Common card... Uh, What was, uh. Fuck. I'm gonna get it for wrong. Hey, there
1: we go. (laughs) It was a 10 for survival.
0: Okay, survival. And what is else? Check.
1: Uh, 22.
0: And is that for survival or
1: for the Constitution Saving Throw? That is the Constitution Saving
0: Throw. Okay, I believe everyone passed except for, um,. Yeah, everyone passed except for Val and Des, who uh, will be suffering one stage of exhaustion. And, okay. Uh, now, since um, Farung, you did succeed the survival check, you may, you must now make the constitution saving throw with advantage.
1: Okay. Well, that's going to be a 15.
0: Okay. So the day goes on, and some of you handle the, the, the harshness of the desert better than others via training or just expectation. Or perhaps just a bit more uh, daunting demeanor allows you to get through it. But uh, it's very clear to see that Valendess is having a bit of a hard one.
1: Yep. So Used to will... the cold. Right. And the dark.
0: And the none of the things Garrett you're experiencing uh... right now. Garen would what?
1: Um, Garen, uh coming much more to his senses on the second day of travel, would uh, be sitting in absolute misery on the cart, but he would still be keeping an eye out on the companions and uh, see it is the um, would uh, Valen be visibly uncomfortable. I mean, he's not like oh, yeah, falling yeah, out definitely.
0: of his, he's not falling out of a saddle or anything like that, but the day has certainly sapped some of his strength. Hmm.
1: He would kind of just call out to him, asking him how he's holding up over there. Well, it's bright, and it's hot, and that's about it. Karen would kind of just nod and say, yeah, I wanted to go north. <laughs> next move, next move. And Valen will wearily wave his hand around and just kind of dismiss the conversation. Karen would kind of just shrug at that then. That was the extent of his conversation skills for the moment.
0: So the day goes on uh, quite peacefully. Uh, Do you guys have a set group for watch?
1: Uh, Valen's been the whole night. Garen's going to take first shift this time. Elk could be coerced into taking a shift, if you guys care to ask.
0: Alright, since Valandess takes the full night off, you go ahead and um, remove that one stage of exhaustion.
1: Yay. Uh, will uh, look at uh, El and be like, Hey, I, I know you need to get your beauty rest and stuff. But it seems like we're down a boot. so do you want to, like, take a watch or something? Well, um, he's wearing, like, uh, silk pajamas and, like, one of those, um, you know, eye shields that you wear at night, and he lifts up one eye, and it's like, uh, it's hotter than a Dragon's Ball stack at day, and it's colder than a thing at night. And you want me to stay awake any longer than necessary? Well, uh, yeah. Uh, but if not, if you're just gonna, you know, cry about it, don't don't worry about it. <clears throat> he he bolts his eyes. He he catches a cornea. <laughs> uh, <laughs> <laughs> and wow. then starts writing himself from his bed. Hey, you, you're a good old boy. Uh, thanks a lot, man. And uh, then Boomer will crawl after uh, uh, L leaves. He's going to crawl into L's pad and be like, yeah, this is pretty comfy. Nice.
0: All right. Um, Perfect. So, let's, it's a pe- totally peaceful night. And uh, nothing to report. next day that's the fourth day I believe right oh sweet sounds about right so um, yes it so yeah. the fourth day you guys crest a dune and your guide immediately commands you all to stop and not follow the dune's crest and he immediately comes back to your side and, and lays low to the sand
1: yeah we drop, I drop to the sand He'd get low. No. Would would try and halt all the animals driving the cart. Uh, would do the same. Frodo would do the same, and then try to bury himself and stay a little bit, be stealthy. okay hey, Valon, hit the dirt. Garen just kind of kneels next to the wagon. I mean, they're not hiding the wagon, so.
0: Um. The the guide immediately gets onto the cart itself, turns it around, and rides it down to the valley of. Of the dune for what you just climbed, and you, he issues a command in Dwarvish. That doesn't. That, who's your, who here speaks Dwarvish?
1: No, uh, I do. Is it just you? Uh, Boomer speaks it. All right, so yeah, sorry, that I do. Wasn't helpful. Uh,
0: All right, so Boomer, you understand the word as. Neil, 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 kneel. but almost like how you would say it to an animal. You know how people talk differently mm-hmm. to, to pets. Yep. And uh, at that, the all of the Sanskrit lizards, well, his Sanskrit lizard, like turns its head and like, like sort of shimmies its body against the sand until it's mostly buried under the sand. Seeing this lead, all the other lizards do the same. And then, by the time you all witness this weird display of natural camouflage being employed by your mounts, the the the, the guide has ran back up the dune and grabs a a <clears throat> sort of spyglass from his pouch and sort of sort of a uh, prone crawls his way up to the crest of the 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 dune and begs, looks over his shoulder, and then Common says. Those brave should come and see a sight, the likes of which unknown.
1: Uh, Val Karen. slowly, slowly inch up next to him. I uh, would do the same. Frog's going to crawl along the sand until he can see what they're talking about. Yeah, I think we all follow. Yep. So,
0: in the distance, rising... ...between and down the dunes, probably a couple miles away, but but even this shape uh, is visible, obviously. It has some serious size to it. A a large, box-like head with rows of gigantic teeth... ...with a pair of pointy horns that stick outwards as if solely purposed for goring people or buildings... It stands up on its two hind legs, for which you can see almost its entire upper half. At this distance, you'd have to guess, this thing must be somewhere several hundred feet tall, almost. It's it's an absolute sight of a beast. And you all get this look as he passes the spyglass around to each of you that have come up to look. Um one by one you're sort of struck with with amazement you've probably never seen something of this size i mean this thing is bigger by a lot than the ancient dragon you, you met back in yao this this is a thing of um, unparalleled might and size
1: Karen with uh as he looked at the uh the thing, and uh, as he passes the spyglass, he kind of just softly say, we don't have to fight that, do we? <laughs> what do you mean, fight it? How would we, how would we fight that? He would kind of just stare at the elf, because in his mind, he was making a joke. So he sort of just shrug. <laughs> uh, the Boomer asks the uh, the guide what it what this giant creature is.
0: Uh, one sec, I'll show the group a picture. Since you can now get kind of a a better idea of what you're looking at.
1: That's how much hey. of it you've seen. Oh okay. boy! God damn it! <laughs> Oh, yeah, I know what that is. Um, uh, fuck, them, the, the space must flow.
0: Uh, <laughs> yeah, not really. And the the guy looks to you all almost as if hoping that he would whisper it to spare his own lungs uh, from being caught by the beast. Even though you're at, an, at a huge distance away from it, he whispers, It's a being known as the Tarrasque. Uh, any and all of you would probably hear tales, have had heard tales of the Tarask. Uh, it is a beast of myths and legend. So to actually see it is generally considered an omen of great doom. Oh, but, great. But also a sight of great awe.
1: Well, maybe this one's good luck. Yeah, probably not. You should ask for its autograph, then. Uh, I don't think I want to get that close. Uh, Valon will turn to the guide and ask, how many days will this add on to our trip? He looks to you and says,
0: it'll either take all of the days off the trip or cost us a few moments. A beast like that <laughs> with a gate such as so doesn't tarry in any one place long, even if it's lax about it. And as he says this, you can sort of see, like, this thing is not running, or it doesn't seem to be exerting itself in any great way, but just this huge size of its steps just create massive, massive distance uh, covered quickly.
1: Uh, which, which way is it moving?
0: Uh, Where's it headed? Uh, it seems to be heading east. Or sorry, hard west. So very, okay. very much away from your direction. Well, okay. Okay. And not in the direction that you're going.
1: Garen <laughs> uh, would kind of just pipe up and say, "Now that would be one hell of a way to get into the Fire Giant's Fortress.
0: Agreed. Anyway, unless there's any other points, moments later this thing is out of sight. Who knows what direction uh, it's gone precisely, but it's out of your way and it's not going the same way you're going. And it's gone so wow. far, when fun only a few mere moments that uh, you can no longer feel it thunder the sands, nor can you see it.
1: All right. Well,
0: back on the road. <laughs> All right. The rest of the day, by proxy at the very least, is completely uneventful. Okay. Awesome. Who runs Night Watch?
1: I'll do that this night. Garen uh, will take another shift. And Valen getting a night's sleep the night before, will volunteer as well.
0: Okay. So, on your fifth day of adventuring, there is... Uh, or, moving, moving on. Your uh, guide m- points out that you will very likely be approaching a... Um, oasis today uh, to refill lost water and perhaps uh, if the bazaar is open today purchase goods. And he <laughs> mentions that if you see anything of gold it would be good to purchase it for the, for the, gi- the, the giant of fire uh, does tend to have a, pr- a pretty trick knee for anything made of gold.
1: Darren would make a joke and say, uh, it's a shame he's silver. Yeah. Uh, Alright. I mean, he <laughs> thinks he's funny, damn it. <laughs>
0: I think it's your delivery. I think it's the fact that you're this cold, like, hard mercenary type, and you're like, anecdote.
1: <laughs> Which is, is like, exactly how he's delivering it, and sure. I'm not going to pretend otherwise. <laughs>
0: Okay, so you guys travel uh, kind of a small portion of the day, and then you can hear it in the distance, and you can even feel it on the breeze, that undeniable cool smell and feel of water. When you crest a dune, you can see the palm; tr- the tops of trees surround a pretty sizable oasis, which clearly has its own makeshift non-permanent town. There are about a dozen or so large tents set up and a sizable bustle of maybe 50 or so people walking about the bazaar.
1: Seeing the shade, um, Valon will sigh, a heavy sigh of relief and say, some blessed shade in this cursed desert. Garen would likewise uh, drag his eyes towards the water and just say, thank the gods.
0: Huh. So, the bazaar, like I said, has several tents, most of which are odds and ends stores, fineries, or just general goods. But there is two that co- sort of seem to stand out to the party, aside from those uh, basic needs. Uh, bazaar tents. One almost almost pillows smoke out of its out of its entryways, and is advertised as a uh, as a den of relaxation. And another one is a, uh, a tent that seems to have no, in- no entrance or exit, although on one side of its black canvas there stands a tall, broad-shouldered man of skin the same color as the sand you walk on and, he- and favors a mighty sword upon his back. There's no signage for this tent whatsoever, but clearly there's something of note going on inside. For such a noteworthy bodyguard to stand at it but the water is free no one <laughs> t- no one gets in your way should you go to fill up your water
1: we do is there a uh, like a, a good bit of trading going on oh yeah around it's, there as it's, well? is... it's a bizarre so well yeah you right you right sorry Flam. no you're good yeah Garen would actually lower his entire. Uh, if the oasis is deep enough, Garen would close and all kind of just flop into it to uh, try and cool off from the damage. Hey team. man, don't poison the water hole.
0: Uh, at you doing so, that sort of same message is uh, shared by several others. Some people who were filling their vessels and are filling their vessels at water near where you flopped into seem to get disgusted and pour their water out and go to the other side of the oasis to fill their water there. And uh, you can tell that you have uh, upset a couple of people with your display.
1: He would drag himself back out and rumble an apology under his breath. But he does, however, look much relieved from the heat.
0: As you certainly would be.
1: (laughs) Uh, Boomer's going to make his way to that black tent. Okay. It looked pretty cool. Do you approach the, yeah.
0: the bodyguard present, or do you look at, try and find oh, an entrance elsewhere?
1: No, I'm going to walk up to the bodyguard, and I will say, hey, hey, old boy, uh, what's going on in that tent there? The man... is equally curious, and it's walked up behind. Okay. Yeah, mm-hmm. so is Valen. I the
0: Okay. I assume the entire party's there, then. Yeah? Or... Yeah. Was, the, your guide, by the way, after filling his water, has said that he will watch the caravan and the lizards just outside of the bazaar. And should there be a problem, he has a horn to blow to call for your aid. I have So, you all approach, and as you do, the bodyguard is clearly quite prepared for people such as yourselves and extends a big, meaty palm to sort of gesture you to stop. And he
1: oh, I, oh yeah, stop
0: He introduces himself and says
1: My name is Sumi
0: Beat What business do you have with me or my master? If none, I ask you to turn yourself from here If you do Then tell me what it is
1: But I was just wondering Who who your master is One uh, Two, what you got going on in that tent And C uh, There is no C
0: My master's name is not one that I give. If you knew it, you would have business. You've already told me enough to know that you have no business here. I will not tell you what goes on inside, for it is of my master's desire only to exchange that information. Now, what was that third, slightly less noteworthy question of yours?
1: Oh, it, it wasn't a question. I had a thought, and then it went away. I'm sorry, uh, didn't mean to take up your extra time. Well, uh, you do not so bother you
0: know. me at all with your time, at least.
1: Well, all right then. Uh, I'm going to get got then. And uh, Boomer's going to walk away.
0: As you turn to walk, you can hear a whisper uh, through the folds of the tent. Those still looking at the tent can see a withered hand uh, turn aside the black cloth. And at that, Somi Beat turns his attention, and then back to you, he goes, Forgive me, young masters, I have approached you the way I approach most. It seems as though there is something about you that my master desires to inquire about. If you would give him the time, I'm sure he would make it worth yours.
1: Hmm, what did that hand look
0: like? You didn't see it, your hand, you were turned away. Damn it, alright, boomers be like, well,
1: alright then, let's go in that <laughs> And, back. Oh, and he's gonna tuck his legs and then literally like just roll into the tent.
0: <laughs> you want to give me an acrobatics check
1: on that? I would love to. <laughs> just tuck his legs. Bard, help about here. With what? Just information.
0: Uh, I'm sorry. What was that? Seventeen. Um, you feel like since you've done this in the past, you, you have your, your, your rhythm and your form down, but doing it on sand is a foreign concept. So while you do it and it looks pretty good, you don't quite get the locomotion you were expecting because of the friction
1: problems. But, uh, I stand up, I'm just like, oh, go ahead. Sorry, sorry, sorry.
0: But you do get two full rotations, uh, and
1: it looks good.
0: Just cool. just ineffective. I get
1: up and I, I kick the sand. It's like, ah, stupid sand. And I just walk into the tent.
0: Okay. You all walk in mm-hmm. to do this. Uh, like I said, it's not as big as the other one. But it is certainly large enough to welcome all of
1: you. It's in the shade, whatever. Mm-hmm. What do we see? You all go super in. That's a touch, it's a touch
0: eerie for sure. Because as you all go in and sit around a blue smoky fire, or rather, like a sort of brass pot, within it uh, a billowing l- illuminate but blue and gray smoke sort of lights the interior. And almost as if you had walked from the desert into the, ca- the cave halls of a mountain's own, like, earth, you go from dry and shitty air to cool and damp air,
1: oh, yeah.
0: and laying about, See the, like, yeah, and laying about the other side of the tent before you is a old centaur. Nice. Whoa.
1: Ho ho. Hey. Uh, Boomer's probably gonna walk up and be like, uh. Oh. In your guard said so that you might want to speak to us, sir. Uh, is there something we could help you with?
0: He sort of gently nods, and even though he seems to be speaking um, with his hands, like gesticulating, mm-hmm. he does not open his mouth. However, ringing true, gently, almost like the 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 feeling of butterfly wings, but on your brain and ears his voice fills all of your all of your minds he introduces himself as the man who is of so many beats many muscular needs however you may simply call me mus i am a servant i would call myself of a greater power and if I could be so blunt with you young folks, that power seems to drip from your being. I could feel it the moment you approached the oasis. And if I could be honest, I was interested in you from that point on. Forgive me if you noticed that I was manipulating you to come here. Spoilers. Though, oh, none of yeah. you. None of we you. totally know. None of you did. We totally noticed that. Oh, uh, damn. <laughs> I mean, you can pretend not to. to you can pretend if you want, but none of you noticed that you were probably being manipulated
1: by magic. Yeah, no. Uh, oh, well, that's all right, I guess, uh, being manipulated in such. Uh, do, do you work for, for the dragon guy? I can't remember his name. Um, trying to front, like, hey, what was that
0: dragon guy's name?
1: I don't know off the top of my head, I'm out of my computer right now.
0: Mal Dorin. Oh, Mal Dorin. Yeah, you work for uh, Mal Dorin? He, the, the centaur sort of shakes his head. No, but I am familiar with the old scales of the beast for which you talk of. It is good to hear oh. that he still lives. Yeah, he's pretty scary. You could be hard-pressed on any of the great shores of this land to find a kinder beast of that size, I assure you.
1: Cool. Cool. Um, Valin will pull down his hood for the first time since entering the desert and just kind of stretch a tad, being very, very grateful for the atmosphere inside the tent. Mm -hmm. And um, ask Mus... Uh, you mentioned that you served a greater power. Uh, may I inquire who that may be?
0: Well, wow. Who is a hard term to describe, but I imagine that you all will be meeting them along your journey. For you see, I serve the crystals, and I have since the last time they were under peril, and even the time before that.
1: Hmm. So you're like real old
0: Yeah for any of you who didn't put that math together He is claiming to be over yeah. a thousand years old
1: Yeah yeah yeah, yeah. No I caught that
0: <laughs> well, This is more for the viewers at home But yeah the, the centaur is claiming to be over a thousand years of age
1: Uh Garen's eyes would widen At, at that But um He more or less just is content to let other people talk And just slob squats in the corner of the tent Oh dude uh Frunk squats as well and tries to take me down if <laughs> the guy's lying.
0: <laughs> okay, you guys both rip your pants.
1: Uh do I need to do a uh acrobatics check to see if I slop squat without ripping my pants?
0: That would probably be an athletics check, but I'm going to say since you probably never slop squatted in your pants before the hems and stitches of your pants are probably not prepared for that angle, and you both tear the crotches out of your pants.
1: Hey, it's a new fashion style. It's twenty set Wait, it's not twenty seventeen. This, I'm this, a, this is DM bias. Um, You're um, you gonna roll. Yeah. This, your parents wear yeah. underwear. Uh, I'm, I I give up and roll them out way. Anyway. Um Can I make a, a perception check or something to see if the centaur's lying?
0: A deception check,
1: or an or any whatever check it would be to see if he's lying. It would be an insight check. Insight? In Sorry. That is a seven.
0: You've never heard truer gospel in your fucking life.
1: Oh, fuck yeah, dude. I write it down in my notebook. This guy's literally, <laughs> literally oldest centaur <laughs> ever. So the age that he's uh, proclaiming to be, we would all know the stories that he's talking about. We could piece together how old he's actually claiming to be, right?
0: Well, you could piece together if he's referring to the the last two times the crystals have been under duress, one of those would have been about 60, 70 years ago. Right. The other would have been a thousand and sixty, seventy thousand years ago. Or 60 to, or 70 years ago. So, Damn. unless there is a historical event of these crystals coming under duress that you have never heard of, which is possible, but unlikely, and right. you believe the prophecies that Mal Duran told you that would mean that this centaur is in fact over a thousand years old by not just a couple of years.
1: Mm, okay. You, um, sorry, I kind of missed his description. I just had to jump up from my computer. Um, um,
0: I didn't give much of a description, um, but I will give you one now.
1: Uh, okay.
0: He introduced yeah, himself as Mus. He is a centaur, uh, and he is laying along the, the side of the brass pot in the middle of this tents floor that it seems to be the source of the magic that's making the interior of this tent so pleasurable to be in uh, and he has mentioned that he has met and knows Maldoren the, the the great dragon that put you all to this task um he is relieved to have heard that the, that Maldoren is still alive and then he mentioned that he's has served the crystals for over a thousand years. Um, but in terms of physical appearance, is actually relatively mundane. If you had to take a medicine or a nature check, I could tell you how old he looks for a centaur. But he is of white fur and uh, almost like zebra patterning for his horse half. Um, but his upper torso is... Not particularly with withered or weathered looking for a 1000 year old being, um, but he does not look young either. He has a minimal beard, um, more of a I have not shaven recently, not a I constantly leave it at this length sort of look. <laughs> and he fashion he he fancies a long braided ponytail, uh, no pun intended, that goes from the back of his his um, human head all the way down to the middle of his horseback spine.
1: Cool. He
0: seems to be adorned with accoutrements of ivory and other earthly creature um, trophies or tokens. Uh, Looks very druid-like, if you had to guess.
1: Um. Would you like L to- looks surprised at this, at him saying that he's over a thousand years old, and says, uh, "Wouldn't that make you over a thousand years old?"
0: Uh, the the oh, by the way, I also mentioned while you were away, um, Mus is speaking to you all telepathically. Um, you are all speaking okay. back to him physically, but he is responding to you telepathically.
1: So it's not it's not magic. It's it's, it's too short now. Boo. Boo. Huh.
0: Sorry, i just... There's a real bummer here that uh, it's not saying how old centaurs generally get in the Monster Manual, so I'll just... put something together here.
1: Just, like... Average between horse and human age.
0: Right. Um, so did did uh, did you did anyone want to make a, a sort of estimate on his age by, by appearance alone?
1: Yeah, I'll do that. Oh, yeah. L says you don't look a day over 900.
0: Huh. Uh, and so a nature check or a. Uh, sure. A medicine check we also do one I do. 19 and 19 in what? Uh medicine. And L 11 in medicine. Yep. Well, your 11 in medicine tells you that he seems to be perfectly healthy or at least, you know, if he is unwell, it's not obvious. Um, but with your 19 in medicine, you would reckon this reckon this individual is maybe in the latter half of his middle years, like not elderly by any means. No. Uh, but again, not a child either. No, yeah. And with that, he uh, sort of with your with your sort of quip about him not looking a day over nine hundred, he sort of seems to you know measure his or sort of like glide his hand along like towards his length uh, of his horseback. And mentions, in my service to the crystals some thousand years ago, the first time I knew of their plight, I was, well, when a a series of beings who quite actually keep the world at peace and in balance ask that you continue to serve them, it's hard to say no. And, in a way, I have been given moderate immortality in return for my service that I continue to provide.
1: That's, that's pretty cool. I ain't gonna lie. Not the worst, deal. So, um, Val will pop up and uh, ask, so what is the service that you provide for the crystals? Well...
0: The corruption that occurred some time ago, some of you may have even been old enough to have known it was happening. Yep. It happened because we forgot. We as a people forgot of the crystals. We forgot that it is the crystal of water that keeps the rivers flowing proper and the fish alive and well within them that feed the the townships and the people within we forget that it is the crystal of fire that spurs the sun around the around the planet and keeps the sand proper and unwild we forget that it is the wind crystal that brings the fresh autumn air and brings the change of season and we forget that it is the crystal of earth that makes it turn we forgot those things and with our forgetfulness weaknesses became Old, old guardian armies fell to wayside and tradition fell to naught. And in those cracks in the armor that we used to hold dear and protect the crystals, an evil seeped in. And at our unawareness, it struck. My service to the crystals has always been to spread the word of them so that they may never be forgotten. And so I do. Although my current task is one that I'm sure I was brought to this oasis to wait for you for. I'm thinking this now, of course. The crystals do not speak. I have not heard their whispers in hundreds of years. But I feel that I was told to come here for a reason, and it is to meet you people. You all go and seek the giant, do you not? We do. I believe it is my purpose, perhaps my final task, to make sure that you do what you need to do to protect that crystal. Should you have me and my and and so me beat, we will follow you to that great keep.
1: Hey, yeah, that that, that sounds I, I'm all right with that. I mean, you you seem to know what you're doing. Old boy out front looks like he could take on an army. Uh, you know, we could all, always
0: use the, all the help we can get, I suppose. You honor us with your kind words, young gnome. But yes, I have seen Somi Beach fight off merely two dozen warriors at the same time. He walked away with a single scratch.
1: Uh, Garen's jaw would kind of drop at that. That's uh, pretty cool gut uh, put a finger p- in front of himself and ask so are you bringing the uh, cool air with you
0: should you have a place for me to lie my old bones absolutely
1: well it's a good thing I brought a, a two man tent
0: <laughs> <laughs> a, t- a, a two man tent for the for the centaur to use and no one else because
1: he's a fucking centaur Ye- Yep. It's a good yeah. thing we've got a wagon Yeah, that wagon. <laughs> um, I'm going to, on, on him saying, um, if, if he has room for us, I'm going to excuse myself from the tent to go and check the wagon to see. And while I'm out there, I'm going to use my little stone with a face on it to communicate with the uh, homeboy.
0: Bag Zork. Uh, yeah. Okay. Um, they, nothing happens. The sending stones, wait, yeah, the sending stones are, are only functioning when he initiates them.
1: Ah, fuck, I thought we could call back. Oh, well, well, I'll check, I'll check the and then I'll go back in and be like, yeah, we can do that.
0: Yes, you absolutely could fit him in there.
1: Excellent.
0: I must says. well, it will not take long for me and my Soby beat to pack up this camp of ours and join you, but I suggest that you take your time in this final place of true neutrality and respite before we tarry on to the desert proper. It only gets hotter from here.
1: Karen would not be happy at those words. Uh uh frog would just be like oh it's time to go fill up the the water again <laughs> uh boomer's going to look around uh for you know things that may look gold to appease this giant lord
0: okay there are several gold gold statues and symbols that that are probably holy to somebody that are purchasable in the bazaar As you all leave, Mus rises and follows you, and you can see him look to Beat, who looks at the group of you, looks at, stares at Mus, and sort of seems to nod in understanding, and then looks at the group of you and gives a look of disapproval but understanding, and just claps his hands twice, and the tent packs itself.
1: Okay, that's super cool. Nice. Uh Garen kinda just comment how useful that would have been on the trail a long, long time ago. Summy <laughs> so looks you
0: dead in the face and goes, ten thousand gold and it's yours.
1: Oh, oh. uh, I'll think I'll pack my own tent for a while longer.
0: <laughs> Somey seems to uh smile a little at your humility on the fact.
1: I got a ladder and a chicken sandwich. <laughs> <laughs> A uh, frog's gonna approach Boomer and whisper to him. Do you think that "Somi" beat Centaur just means manservant? Man, I don't know. Why don't you, you should ask? ask him? Nah, I thought that that. That <laughs> man. That man looks like he ripped me in half. Uh, and I don't want to piss off the uh, the you know the Centaur guy who knows how to speak to the crystals. I feel like that'd be a bad move. <laughs> um, <clears throat> kind of looking around, um, would there be, anybody, would there be any, any real carousing going around, like uh, card games or uh, gambling? Yes. Garen anyway. uh, would make his way to that. All
0: right.
1: You see all any, manner uh, of
0: games being played. Some you're familiar to, some you're not.
1: Any, uh, any sort of high-stakes card games? Anything, you know, fancy, shiny, golden? All of these games are high-stake. The cheapest one that you
0: see is five gold a play.
1: Uh, he'd kind of lick his lips looking at that, uh, and presumably shiny piles around it. Oh, yes. Uh... I'm not quite sure how uh, the card games work with dice, but uh, we simply, Julian, we, he we would we, say, we all right. So
0: it's all, all gambling is the same, as my understanding. You make your you make a skill check at, um, like added add your charisma, and then add your proficiency Woo! bonus if you are playing a game that you're proficient in.
1: Yes. Oh, hell yeah. He's throwing five gold on, in, a, in the pile there. Okay. Betrayed by dice, but uh, we're going to go with a 12. You lose. He's not happy now. <laughs> uh, he kind of just look around and uh, shuffle away. He really thought he was going to win that one. <laughs> uh, are there any uh, like dwarves or like Gnomes of sort, or any like that, uh, tinkers about.
0: Um, tinkering is often difficult when sand blows within the wind. So man. while you might while you might find the odds and ends that would interest your eyes, you do not meet any proper tinkers. Uh,
1: no reason to show off then. <laughs> <laughs> I uh, uh, would like to take the advice that we received to heart and go look for something of like gold that you can possibly use the buy dragon with. Okay,
0: so there are name name how much the go- how much gold the, the party is willing to part with, and I can tell you the kind of gold trophy you could acquire. Well, I can
1: throw in uh, fifty. Valen would be willing to throw in 50 as well. Uh, Garen could do 40. L is not rich like you, Blue Lads. Yeah. Will, yeah, Farong's pretty low on money as well. Okay,
0: anything else? So 140?
1: If, if we have to... uh about that? Two people said 50, two, one person said
0: 40. I said... Oh, I didn't hear your 20. So 160. Yeah.
1: And, Devin, what did you say? I have like five gold. Do you want my five gold? (laughs) So. yeah, I'll take it. You guys find a couple of of
0: golden bangles or baubles, but all of these things look like they'd be completely uninteresting to the fire giant. Because, well, he's a giant. um, And you'd have to find even a golden belt to be a ring for him. So. But one thing does catch your eye, and a man is trying to get a full 120 gold for it. It looks like a pair of golden elephants. It's a statue. A pair of golden elephants that is on a uh, uh, like a three-by-three-foot base. And it uh, is a pair of elephants that are entirely gold and gem-encrusted. And sitting upon it, on the two of them, is a throne... With a crown resting on the throne.
1: Whoa, whoa. And he only wants 120 gold for this? Yes. So might write. Well, since uh, our Funnest. bard is so, so well endowed with very elegant things, he should do some inspecting on it. My nose is just itching, screaming, it's cursed.
0: Do you wanna give a check to that or just do you wanna smell the statue more?
1: <laughs> i wanna roll it. I'm gonna roll something. What do you want me to roll?
0: Investigation? Yeah, go ahead and give me an investigation.
1: Cool. Twelve.
0: Okay. You eye it over and while the gold is not the best quality and some of the gemstones might not be the perfect cut, uh, it seems pretty authentic.
1: Valon will we'll also look it over, um, having a penchant for finer things in noble houses, um, and do an investigation check and roll a. 12. Okay. If I could... Since everyone's staring at a frog, going to do the same thing. Okay. Uh, Aaron's going to follow suit as well. I got a 23. Damn. All right. I got a 12.
0: <laughs> well, all of you except for Faram are going to have that same initial result. But Faram, mm-hmm. not only do you make the astute... Uh, Some dis- um, awareness that your companions have already deduced, but also you realize that there seems to be an incantation on the back of the throne
1: that is
0: in Sylvan.
1: Uh, Do I know Sylvan, or would I be able to distinguish it? Do you know Sylvan? No. I look to my crew and go, does anybody know what this says here?
0: You would be Uh, able to identify that it's Sylvan.
1: Nah. um uh would just shrug. Uh looked at Mus and said, uh, you've been around quite a while and think you might be able to decipher what this says?
0: Mus is not there. Him and him oh, and uh Damn him and Summy Beat have been preparing their camp to, to depart.
1: Wait. Well Oh wait, 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 Sylvan. That's Elvish, right?
0: No, Sylvan is Sylvan.
1: Well, fuck. Well, uh, can I make a copy of it, write it down on a piece of paper?
0: Um, actually, let me check and see if Sylvan uses the Elvish Alphabet or not. Because it might.
1: Isn't uh, so Sylvan like a learning center? <laughs> I hope you're proud of yourself. <laughs> I, just, I just pulled out like some early 2000 fucking... Uh, commercial knowledge there. Yeah, that's wow. great. Um, way to date this
0: fucking podcast.
1: Hey, you're welcome. <laughs> uh,
0: yeah, Sylvan does use the Elvish alphabet, so anyone who can read Elvish can read this. It might not make sense to you, but
1: you can read it. Fuck it. I read it, and I, I say what it says. Oh, don't, no. Don't. Right. I'm doing it. You, you say it out loud, it.
0: and immediately the the statue glows and all of the imperfections in its gold and all of the miscuts in the gemstones vanish and it, it looks like it's it's worth three times its
1: value. Cool. We'll buy it. 120, give him 120 gold.
0: The man is no longer interested in it being worth 120 gold.
1: I say the words again. It goes away. The effect... <laughs> Shit. <laughs> well, I guess we'll take our money elsewhere. <laughs> yep. Valen will look at the man and um, say, "Obviously, this thing has evil magical powers. We're doing you a favor by taking it off your hands." You want to make a deception
0: roll? Okay, go for it. Yeah, that's a twenty. Not a nat, but a twenty. Um, the, the guy says the incantation as he heard, uh, Farang say it, and it glows back on again, and looks all beauty, beautiful, but he looks at Valandess and goes, 130, and you have a deal.
1: Uh, Valam will look to the part, and slightly extend his hand, uh, L will produce another handle. I'll say uh, the incantation again.
0: Will... <laughs> okay. Yeah, I, we we hand him the gold. All right, he takes the hundred and thirty gold, and you guys receive this uh, statue that has the ability to look prettier or not as pretty.
1: <sighs> <sighs> All right, let's just take it away their money. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Come on. But yeah, uh, I say it again so it looks all, you know, you okay. know, not as shiny, uh, and suggests to the group that we may be dirty and up or something while we're transporting it. Mm. Uh, Gary, meanwhile, will be looking in his coin purse and they wow. suggest that they find some uh, relatively rich bandits to, to uh, strike a deal with. Maybe we could find some work or something. I don't we could just get on the road. That's a good idea. I'm just getting back on the road.
0: Alright, so you guys go to and bring the statue and put it in the wagon or the caravan and when you all arrive Mus and Somi Beat are there and uh, they seem to have introduced themselves to your guide already who, uh, he sort of walks up to, um, he walks up to Boomer, and, and Dwarvis says, you know these guys?
1: Uh, Boomer will be like, yeah, um, they're gonna accompany us on this here mission. Uh, we, uh, the centaur knows how to talk to the, the, uh, the crystals, and, um, old boy there with the big sword looks like he could fight off, you know. Pretty much anything we throw at him. The dwarven not the
0: dwarf nods in agreement and uh, seems to be a little uh, shaky about this
1: bodyguard guy. But uh, well, well, well d- is he noticeably shaky about him?
0: No, he just is like intimidated. I would say. Oh,
1: okay. So he's not like, oh, I, you know, I got a bad feeling about
0: this dude. No, no, he's not leery. He's just like that motherfucker. You're right. That motherfucker could, could do work.
1: Yeah, cool. So, yeah, uh, I hope... Well, yeah. Alright, so we'll probably just be on our way unless uh, the boomer turns around to the party and is like, unless any of you guys, you know, he says this in common, uh, have anything else that you need to do while we're here in town? Nope. Nope.
0: Alright. So, uh, as you all make ready to leave... um must grabs from one of his uh, pouches the brass pot that was producing grand blue flame or uh, smoke before seems yeah. to uh perform some sort of gesture above its opening and that smoke begins to billow from it and as it does the area 50 feet around him becomes pleasant
1: Oh, that's awesome! At, at that point, Boomer is going to look at him and you know uh, look at the pot and can I roll an Arcana just to see if I can figure out how it works? You may, because now he's interested. Sure. Yeah, that's a that's a four.
0: There is a spell <laughs> going on in that pot. Cool. <laughs> And that's about all it.
1: <laughs> cool. I'm pretty stoked about it. Uh, that's all I got. Alright. Okay.
0: So, you all move back into the desert, and Mus asks that he walk along the front of your party.
1: Go right ahead.
0: And uh, as you all approach a dune that you're going to uh, sidewind your way up and around, Must seems to walk dead ahead at the dune and raises his palms, or raises his arms. And this gesture causes a tunnel to form through the dune, and the dune before it, and the dune before it.
1: Oh, Jesus. He's Centaur Moses. this pleases garen and uh asks
0: that you all join him in a faster route
1: yeah that sounds pretty good yeah i, I, I get down with that mm-hmm. all right
0: you all travel the rest of the day um and while this starts up, the you can see your dwarven guide is like, okay, so that's gonna cut off how much time. And as you all make rest for the night, uh, he points to you all and uh, and you all make camp. He says, uh, "We'll be there tomorrow mid morning." Oh,
1: okay. I can look at the entire day Wow. Yeah. Good thing we picked these guys up. I did a good job. Alright,
0: it is the evening and your sending stones begin to buzz.
1: Karen pulls out his out of his pouch. Yep. Yeah. Boomer <sighs> does the same. Alright, so you yeah. same thing
0: You hear the sort of shaky voice speak. Uh, hel- hel- hello? Hello? Hello, can you all hear me? This is Bagdourazor. Yes. Oh, oh, wonderful! What's your where?
1: where are you? We're about uh, eight hours, maybe a couple more, out of uh, outside of the uh, Fire Crystal.
0: Oh, oh, that's that's magnificent! So, so, so you found it. Um. Well, that makes one piece of my information uh, unhelpful. I was going to tell you where it was. Uh, but that's fine. G- great great job. Wait, where do you think it is? Uh, it's uh, right approximately in the middle of the desert at a, a, a in the middle of a, a giant's keep.
1: Oh, okay, cool. We got the same information. Uh,
0: I would hope so. Um, so... Have you considered how to negotiate with this giant?
1: Well, we bought him something pretty shiny. We hear he likes gold and the sort.
0: Oh, that's good. Giants are are half as stupid as you think, and twice as greedy as you would ever believe. Hmm. Wait. Hmm. I think I said that backwards. Um, they're twice <laughs> as they're twice as smart as you would ever believe. And and twice as greedy as well.
1: Yes. Mm, nailed it. Yep. I like it. <laughs> well, yeah, that was the plan. We're going to go in there and say, hey, we got this for you. Can we take a gander at the crystal? Uh, that's all we got.
0: Um, Have you met with uh, – there's an ally in the keep. That should help you, and has your instructions. Have 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 you have you uh, um, have you met with them
1: yet? Uh, we haven't actually gotten to the keep yet, so that's a that's a hard negative.
0: Oh oh oh, um, you you're looking for a blue scaled dragonborn who, um, well, you you probably know when when you when you when you see her.
1: Yeah, uh, uh, probably. I mean, she is a dragonborn. Her question mark? Karen inputs. Mm-hmm. Yes. He would nod, uh, before realizing that the stone can't see nods. Works for me. It'd be nice to see another of my kind in this land. That's not trying to kill me.
0: Of of course. Um. It, so is it do you have anything else to report?
1: Uh, uh, Karen we kind of look at the guys in motion towards the centaur and meaty meaty man. yeah we, uh, picked, up, we picked up a guy he's a centaur. he says he's been around for, for a good long time and says he can talk to the crystals. He also knows old dragon boy um, from way back when. Uh, and we brought him along because we thought it might be a good idea.
0: Oh, um that's good. Um do, do you know what that Centaur's name is?
1: Oh yeah, yeah, uh his name is Mus uh, Mus.
0: Oh, um I don't know who that is, but I will tell uh Maldoran that you have met a friend of his. I'm sure he will be glad to have, um, glad to, to hear that. Well, I would suggest that when you arrive at the keep that you, uh, approach the front gates. If you, you have one chance to, um, impress first and, um, not be imprisoned later. <laughs> I think that's, uh, a turn phrase. I'm not sure. Um, but I wish you the best of luck. And be nice.
1: Hey, man, I'm always nice.
0: And, uh, with that, the, the sending stones seem to go down.
1: Two. Cool. Alright. Okay. Hmm. Garen would sigh and put the stone back into the pouch and, uh kind of just look all around and say I think this is going to get complicated Uh, Boomer's going to turn to Darren and be like hey buddy uh, there's a lady dragonborn waiting Uh, it's going to be pretty cool don't you think you know you're a man dragonborn she's a lady dragonborn you get yourself a lady friend I don't know man. if there's time he says all right, and he goes for a high five. Uh, Darren would give him the high five, albeit, all right. all not, right, I'll not reluctantly, but all right. he would give it to him. He walks away, but like, all right, all right, I'll see you later, Scaly, and walks off. <laughs> <laughs> he looks confused. Right.
0: So, the, who, uh, Somi Beat offers to uh, watch
1: the night. Like all night. Yeah. Yeah, this guy's totally not human. Mm-hmm. I'm going to. Sig- I I'll, I'll say okay, but I'm gonna, kind of not go to sleep and keep an eye on him. Okay. <laughs> Just lurk in the corner. Pretty much, yeah.
0: <laughs> okay. He. Uh, the night goes peaceful. He doesn't slit your throats, with his fucking great sword. Uh, and from your perspective while watching him, he just seems to mind the camp all night. Walk around, look at things, not get bored and fall asleep. You know, he does the job.
1: What does this guy look like again?
0: About, about seven foot big. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, broad-shouldered. About the same complexion as the color of the sand. Okay. Fancies a large sword upon his back and wears relatively mundane clothes. Clothes that seem to be fit for this part of the world.
1: Okay, cool. That's all I got. Okay.
0: So, the morning comes and... Uh, Mus and the guide ask if you're ready to set off
1: sure it sounds, sounds pretty good that's yep, why not garen says let's get got
0: as you guys travel um a, not too long into the morning the guide asks the must to stop with the tunneling that he's doing and that we should ride the the dunes towards the keep in the regular fashion Humility goes a long way in this giant's court, to which Mus seemingly understands and stops parting the way. Uh, And and as you all start to begin to crest the dunes instead of going through them, uh, you can Mm -hmm. see in the distance a mighty keep. Uh, it seems to just sort of sprout out of no- out of nowhere in the middle of this desert, made out of tall black stone, uh, perhaps scorched by fire, to give it that appearance.
1: Karen would let out a whistle looking at the structure. That's uh, pretty big.
0: Like, uh, do you guys know that, that Super Nintendo game, Super Mario and the RPG and the Seven Stars?
1: Yeah, you yeah. know how
0: Bowser's castle looks like in that game, like minus the giant sword sticking into it. Yes, it, it looked that. That's kind of what this keep looks like. I'll right. post. I'll post a reference picture uh, after session. Cool. Anyway, All right. so. You guys can see it, and you are closing in on it over the course of the mid-morning. And uh, not too long after you begin to to do that, does about 30 or so uh, infantrymen sprout around you with bows drawn and a call to halt.
1: Yeah, totally. We halt. Boomer stops, at least. Yeah, put his hands up. Well, will stop and put his hands up. Um, Karen will do the same. A a
0: man in blue, like almost navy blue, um, sort of lamellar armor, which most of the people you're looking at are wearing, but uh, he seems to have a a nicer hat, Uh, steps a a of the dune before you and says, uh, in Dwarven, Stop me when I speak a language you can understand. And then he goes, hail, hello, you know, he continues to say greetings in different languages. He goes from Dwarven to Elvish to uh, no, Draconic. I stop,
1: stop him at Dwarven, I okay. guess. He then goes, yeah, with, we, uh, we stop him or actually just... What? Uh, just say hello in common.
0: Yeah. Uh, he switches to common and goes... Very good. Glad to see we're dealing with civilized people. Allow me to approach. My archers will drop their, drop their knocks, should you let me.
1: Oh, yeah. He certainly... sort yeah, of anyway, seems... we, like, to He
0: performs a gesture to signal, and the archers that are lining the dunes near you uh, lower their bows, although they do not take their hands off of their uh, weapons. And he walks down the dune towards you so he doesn't have to continuously yell. Approaches your caravan and the people on it and the sand lizards nearby and he looks to you all and goes, who amongst this outfit is its leader and do you all collectively know the lands for which you trespass?
1: Um, you all look at each other for determining who is the leader. Karen would look at Farong oh shit <laughs> I guess I'm the leader, <laughs> you you the leader? It's like a plan at any point in time <laughs> right so the
0: this person noticing a couple of eyes go to you for wrong, walks over to you and goes do you or your rabble know the lands for which you trespass hold on rabble
1: uh he nods and says, yes, we're currently on our way to see one of the residents of this land.
0: Yes, but do you come to seek my employer?
1: That would be if your employer is um, the giant in the castle over yonder that I look to the, the guide and say, I presume is where we are going to.
0: The guide sort of nods. Uh, the The man interrogating you goes... Huh. We're not expecting any visitors, much less such a diverse group of individuals. What is your purpose?
1: Uh, we, we hail from the... Uh, if I can't recall. Do we call it the Citadel, where the Coalition's located?
0: No. We, it's the great city of Yeah. Okay.
1: Thank you. So, I, I got to explain that we, we've been sent here on behalf of the Coalition to investigate some of the disturbances that have been occurring with the Crystals. Um, and just try to leave it as bland as that. He goes,
0: hmm. I will bring you to the gates where I will deliver your message to my lord directly. Should he not desire your presence, you will leave immediately. Should he desire your presence, you will entertain him immediately. Is that fair?
1: Uh, Farang nods and says, I hope we. We, we are at least allowed the chance to entertain him for. We have brought him a gift for his time.
0: Well, you certainly know how to butter up him. And he turns and walks away. And sort of at that gesture, all of the archers sort of crest the dune on their own sandskirt lizards, all some 30 of them. But they seem to have put away their weaponry. And uh, the one who was speaking to you all, the, the leader of this group, motions you all to follow
1: Okay,
0: I guess we're following that guy. Yep. Here we go. All right. Your group is escorted by some thirty people to the uh, the edge of this great tower or this great castle. You can see almost as if this thing came out of nowhere. In fact, because the sands are under are deep beneath this castle, and a sheer rock wall goes some twenty feet up. Where a mighty drawbridge comes down from the from the gates of this castle, and uh, after uh, a few moments passed, when uh, the the person you were speaking to goes in, another person returns out on a horse and hands Farang a letter wrapped uh, or a parchment wrapped in a bow and hands it to you and goes. Your invitation, sir. And then
1: rides back. Uh, I thank him. And uh, I guess I I open, unfurl it to take a look at the, the content.
0: It says in common, Dear guests, It is my greatest of honor to have you in my hall. I have treasured my most valuable and most recently acquired for a little bit of time now. You claim to want to see it as well, I will let you have that pleasure. But I will have my questions, and you will answer them. If this is not agreeable, leave here before my archers can turn you into nothing more than an eyesore. Otherwise, enter at your leisure and know a bit of
1: rest. I I read that essentially to the group, and then uh, say, so, guys... Do we want to go in now, or do we want to take a moment before visiting uh, our esteemed host? We might as well see how this day is going to go, Garen would say to him. Okay. Anyone else? All right. Oh, that goes for it. Yeah, I'm going to go all right, I guess uh, I guess we're all going in. Okay, you guys take your
0: uh, your your beings up the 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 way, and there is a great porticulus at the top that you are a, a threshold, I should say rather. It's not a porticulus. Um, that you all have to walk through, and as you approach it, you can very clearly see. That there is um, a, a uh, series of runes etched into the stone that make up this archway. And as you walk through there, all magical effects and magical devices cease to function. Aw, oh, come on,
1: mate. <gasps> oh no, a pretty thing. Not the gun. Um I, I don't think there's a way to uh do we notice if the axe is working or not? Um the uh what happens with the gold thing? Um gold I don't know matching. that any of you are looking
0: at it right now, but it is inside your caravan. Uh, and you guys would immediately notice that uh Somi Beat does not look like what he looks like anymore. He instead yeah. looks like a tiger person.
1: Yo, what? Oh boy. what his hands look like. Does does he like notice or does he try to play it off?
0: He notices and says, well, cat's out of the bag. <laughs> <is> uh, funny.
1: <laughs> Good one. What do his hands oh, look like? Oh, does he yeah. have many wares that he would like to sell?
0: No, and your Chacon. joke is shitty and not funny.
1: but I want moon sugar. Dracon. Yes. What do his hands look like though?
0: What do you
1: what do you mean what his hands look like? Are they normal type hands or do the fingers bend backwards?
0: They are normal like hands. He is a Rakasha. Okay.
1: They have they have backwards bending fingers. Do they really? Yeah, their hands are backwards. They're, like their hands are on backwards.
0: Oh, that's right, that's right, that's
1: right. I totally forgot. That. Their
0: yeah, no, you're absolutely right.
1: Yep. And they're also like double evil. Interesting. Yeah. Well, wait. They're dumb. yeah,
0: they are doubling. Well, your characters don't know that shit, so we certainly don't. It's fine. <clears throat> anyway, so he is like, well, this is. You guys now know what I look like. Uh, but seems ultimately quite unfazed by it. Uh, Boomer, your gun no longer functions. Any other Come magical on. active magical effects do not work. Your sending stones. Are obviously non-functioning, but they already were non-functioning, so that's fine.
1: What What about the uh, the bag of holding? Uh,
0: <laughs> let's not bother with that. Let's say that's fine. <laughs> okay. Yeah, I just I don't <laughs> want your fucking backpack to just like explode with shit. So let's not deal with that.
1: Cool. Thanks, man. I think there's like a tiny rune uh, that's just like other than bags of holding. <laughs>
0: Um, okay, so... <laughs> They've had that problem before. Right, and it's just a mess to clean
1: up. Exactly.
0: So you guys are are welcomed into this courtyard that is one part training arena, uh, where the clack of, and clang of uh, practice weaponry and not practice shields and armor ring in the distance... The the battlements of the walls of the keep are lined with the uh, with not a small amount of archers and defense sentries. But you are all seem to be welcomed and altogether not exactly taking any great exp- like interest. The vast majority of the people walking around here are all walks of of race and 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 uh, and lifestyle. Uh, it seems that this giant employs pretty much anybody who's willing to work for him.
1: Cool. Garen uh, would kind of just mutter under his breath and say you would need an army to even touch this place.
0: And one of the men walking past you, uh, as you say that, looked you and go, Yeah, not even the mighty Rust Dwarves can breach these walls, pal.
1: Oh. Uh, yeah, turns around and like, Yeah, pal. The guy's already walked off. <laughs> oh, we are so beneath his notice. Uh,
0: moments later, your uh, your magical abilities or magical effects return to themselves.
1: Oh, cool. Oh. Do we just, like, walk far enough away, or? Um, hard to say. Right. Okay, sure.
0: But this is a couple of minutes since you've done that. Like, you, you're getting off of your mounts, and you're leaving everything at the stable at this point. Okay. Um, mm-hmm. So, Somi B kind of looks at the group of you who are like, What the fuck are you? And he's like, like shrugs his shoulders like, Eh. Not your business.
1: Hmm. Hmm. Um. Our, our, uh, Garen would, uh, the centaur is still chilling in the back, right? No, no,
0: uh, Moth is standing next to, uh, Summy Beat.
1: Oh, alright. Never mind, Karen doesn't kind of just, uh, actually, Garen is, uh. Curious, he kind of just checks in the back of the carriage to make sure everything's still fine and secured. And Absolutely. Takes a gander at the statue to make sure it's still... Uh, Frung was going to do that as well.
0: Right. everything seems totally in order.
1: Cool. Is the statue still in shitty form?
0: It is in its non-glamorous form.
1: Okay. Uh, can I try muttering the words? You do, and it becomes in its glamorous form. Cool. I cover it back up.
0: Okay. Um, and when I say non-glamorous, I mean it still looks very nice.
1: It just doesn't shine as bright. It, it, it's it's
0: like a piece of forgotten pretty versus a piece of pretty that is recently polished.
1: Gotcha. <laughs> cool. Cool.
0: Um, okay. So, uh, not too long while you make sure your things are, are fine and dandy... Uh, you can hear the clank of plate mail walking towards you.
1: Like a large plate mail?
0: I don't know. How about you look? Yeah, I'm gonna look. Standing before you is a relatively average-sized uh, human uh, female dressed in black iron plate mail. Uh, and is, she is she cute? Hard to tell, with her mostly covering uh, armor. But you can tell that she is a woman by the general shape of her body. Uh-huh. And the fact that she talks almost immediately goes, Ah, yes, our valued guests. She spits almost with the, with the bitterness of sulfur in her words. Uh-huh. She's clearly under orders uh-huh. to be somewhat polite to you, but is not exactly uh, flexing too hard on that regard. She continues, I understand you are to
1: meet our lord today, is that correct? Uh, yeah. We got some stuff for him, and he's got some questions for us. So sure,
0: yeah. He has given me direct order to make sure that you and yours are to become no target for any of my warrior's practice. So rest assured, you have my honor that that will be the case. My further orders were to have you bring to bring your tribute to the Great Hall.
1: Um, Alright. we uh, would head back towards the wagon and uh, kind of heft it if that's heftable.
0: It's a couple hundred pounds of gold.
1: Alright. Yeah, he's not hefting it then.
0: Okay. Um, so Me Beat offers to assist you. <laughs> Somi beat offers to help you. Yeah, a
1: man do carry it.
0: Somi beat oh. picks it up and hoists it onto his shoulder
1: with a single arm. Ugh. Karen's in no way emasculated by this act.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so, Somi beat carrying the "quote unquote" tribute on his shoulder, uh, the woman seemingly unimpressed but probably totally impressed is like if you join me sirs she
1: turns um, and yeah, goes. Sure. yep follows it right yeah.
0: she she takes you all through the main courtyard uh, your guide has um, completed his task and says that he will mind the lizards during your stay but should you need him he is there Wonderful. Uh, it is a it is a couple minutes walk to the to the across the courtyard to what is very obviously the great doors of the main keep. Um, you can tell because these doors are of like forty feet fucking tall. Hmm. Um, so you know, giant sized. She has the doors opened which are op- operated by a, by a pair of great chains. Uh, and you all walk in. You are immediately welcomed to a large hall with several small and not small hallways in either direction from the Great Hall. And in the distance, some several hundred feet away, lies a gigantic throne of iron. It is vacant at this time, however. The woman turns to you again and goes, That hallway there will lead you to your quarters for your stay. Make yourself as comfortable as you please, and do not be late for dinner. It will ring when there are four gongs. Four gongs. You may leave your tribute here, near the hallway that you go into.
1: Oh, huh. Wanted to see his face.
0: She, uh, so Somi beat, drops the, put, sets the tribute down, and you all, I guess, go down that hallway? Oh,
1: yeah. Yeah?
0: Yep. You all hear the playful giggle of, uh, of concubines in the distance, and the door opens up, and you're covered by the pleasant heat of a spa. And beyond there, a, a great marble table with food and drink.
1: Nice. Mm. Uh, uh between the food and the spa, <laughs> and then between the food and the spa. Before anybody makes any moves, Varugzu uh, to be like, uh, be wary of dropping your guard here. Mm. Uh, Garen would grunt at that and then turn away from the spa and say, as long as you're not wary about filling our bellies. Uh, I, I tend to be wary of all pleasantries that are just given to me. Hmm. Garen would grunt at that. Is there a place to take a nap of sorts?
0: Yes, there is a a couple of very fine beds. Yeah, quite a distance past the spa, past the food. But there, there in the distance, you see fine-looking beds.
1: Yeah, Boomer's gonna
0: go take a nap. This treatment is much more to my taste. As you all begin to make yourselves comfortable, whether it's the first head that hits (laughs) a pillow, the first bite of food, or the first pair of feet dipped into the spa's water... A slew of about two dozen servants of, all, of, of, of male and female alike, all scantily clad and all rather pretty, uh, come out and dote on each and every need you should even begin to mutter. And on that pleasant note, that'll be all for tonight. We will see how the spa, the dinner, and the meeting with the fire giant goes down. Next week. As always, I'm your dungeon master, Kenny, and I have my bard. Ah,
1: oh, Sorry. L. Have a good night.
0: Our artificer. Night, y'all. Our boomer. And by our boomer, I mean our fighter.
1: Uh, that's Karen. And have a good night. Our warlock. Uh,
0: that's uh,
1: And uh, enjoy your night.
0: And our rogue bringing up the rear.
1: Uh, That's wrong. Have a good evening, guys. Good night, and thanks for listening. Bye. Bye, Felicia.